The walkthrough shows you the very basic way of using Salesflare. And after that, we have a guide built in that guides you to the steps for you to completely set up Salesflare from beginning to end. Learn modern marketing that you can use to grow your business in today's competitive landscape. This is Digital Marketing Masters with Matt and Carrie Rouse. Welcome to Digital Marketing Masters. I'm your host, Matt Rouse, and today my guest is Jorun Kortout. I think I got that pretty close this time. I might be off a little bit still. <laughs> but, that was pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. I had a I had a lady on the show actually. Their their episode was just released and I like tried to do her name like about eight or ten times and then I just totally butchered it when I came to record it. But anyway, so how are you doing? I'm doing well. It's considering all the circumstances very well, I would say. When you're in Belgium. Yeah, I'm in Antwerp, Belgium. So for people who don't know where that is, it's sort of like uh, half an hour north of Brussels. Brussels is the biggest city in, in Belgium. Antwerp is the second biggest city. And Antwerp is the second biggest port city also, in terms of port, at least, of, of Europe. It's also a place where 80% of the diamonds in the world pass. It was one of the major places from where people emigrated to the U.S. So people from all over Europe sort of stream together in Antwerp and then take the Red Star line boats, which would go from, from here, actually very close to where our office is, to uh, Ellis Island in New York. And the same facilities as you can visit on Ellis Island, where, where people would be checked and all that, they also built in Antwerp. To make sure that people didn't take the boat all the way there and then were stuck and had to take the boat back if they were not uh, allowed. Uh, so they started doing that in Antwerp. Yeah, United States has customs on the place you're leaving from and not at the destination, which is kind of different than most countries do it. Yeah, it's a bit more efficient, perhaps. Yeah. So it's interesting. I'm from Canada originally. And so... When I would have to go back to Canada to do some paperwork and stuff and get my visas renewed back when I was a visa holder and I would leave the United States, go to Canada, then go to Canadian customs and then walk out of Canadian customs and walk into U.S. customs and then do my immigration and everything and then fly back. But they were both just like right next to each other at the border. You could just drive up and do a U-turn at the end. So you just go through the border, you do a U-turn and then go into U.S. immigration. It was the weirdest thing. But you have to be entering the country. That's what the visa program said. So you would literally just leave, make a U-turn and drive back in because then you're entering the country <laughs> to get your visa paperwork. Got it. Yeah. So anyway, before we get to that, I wanted to explain a little bit that you're the co-founder and CEO of Salesflare, which is an intelligent CRM built for small businesses that are selling B2B, mostly popular with agencies and kind of fast growing startups. And I wanted you to maybe take a minute and just explain a little bit more about what Salesflare is. You said it well. Salesflare is a, is a sales CRM. Imagine 600 plus CRMs out there. Everybody sort of has its spot. We are a, a CRM that is more focused on sales. So if you want to follow up your leads in a proper way, then Salesflare is a good solution. It's focused on small and medium-sized businesses. So we don't go after enterprises like a company like Salesforce or Microsoft would do. We go after smaller companies. Why? Because we offer a more practical solution. It's not so much like Salesforce, a, a, this kind of big system where you need consultants that will configure the whole thing. It's a thing actually where you go to on the site, you connect your emails and it starts working for you with very little setup. 
actually last week we got published in the reports of g2.com as the easiest to implement software in the world. I'm very proud of that. And where we mostly make a difference uh, versus other uh, similar CRMs, because I sort of made the space already much smaller by, by, uh, by defining it well. But compared to other systems in the same space, we make sure that the CRM stays useful by making sure that it stays up to date almost automatically. So basically, to make a long story short, uh, about six years ago, my co-founder and I, we were working on another software company and we had a bunch of leads and we wanted to follow them up properly. And I had worked in a previous life with Salesforce and I knew that was not really a practical tool. So we went looking, we looked at different CRM systems, we tried some. And what we noticed is that some of them were a bit more practical in terms of being a sales tool. But they mostly uh, started failing. And that was actually on our end. Like we were not properly filling them out. Maybe in the beginning, we would be very enthusiastic and try to uh, keep our data all clean. uh, So it would become useful for sales follow-up. But very quickly, we would start failing. We would not properly fill it out. And the CRM would become useless. And then we started figuring that we are not the only people with this problem. In general, people who do sales are not people who like to fill out CRM systems. So it's, it's a bit of a funny situation. And we figured that most of the data we were actually filling out is already available in other systems. So we would we would send someone an email and then put in the CRM system, we just emailed the guy. Or we would have a meeting and then go document that in the CRM system or have a call and put it in the CRM system or take email signatures from an email and, and, and copy the different uh, elements like the, the phone number and the address and all. Start inputting that all into a CRM system. And we thought that doesn't make sense. Like in a world where all that data is already digital, somehow we could build a system that sits on top of all that data pulls it out for you and helps you to organize it with just a few clicks. And that's sort of the idea with which we started Salesflare. And that's still what we're building. Nowadays, it's a sort of an automated CRM system. And on top of the data there, we now also build more and more functionality. So you can, for instance, because we have so much data, you can put filters on the data, which you can use as triggers to, for instance, send out automated emails, automated sequences of emails and lots of possibilities to work on from here. Right. So I think that it's definitely true that the failure of most CRMs is on the keeping the data accurate and up to date. It's a human problem. It's not a software problem a lot of times. And it seems like you guys have kind of started to solve that problem. No, the way you're saying it, actually, it is a human problem, not a software problem. It is indeed, it is sort of a problem in between the two. And when we started off Salesflare, I would do customer interviews and I would basically talk to a lot of people who were in sales in different sectors and different positions and try to understand how they do sales, what the issues are, and especially in terms of software. And what I often heard then is like, no, I mean, the CRM systems are good. They, they work. It's just the people, the people, they need to change. We're going to train them. We're going to uh, take away their commissions if they don't fill it out. We're going to have all these kind of meetings to make sure that we we stay on top of the data and make sure it's correct, like these kind of weekly or biweekly sales follow-up meetings. But no one ever considered that it might also be an issue where the, the software could do better. Like if humans cannot get themselves to fill it out, then there might be something on the software side that can be changed. 
And we figured that the problem is partly that there's too much work with filling it out uh, and partly the fact that you don't get a lot of uh, things back uh, when you actually fill it out. So we set out to, to solve these both problems in the software. Right. Yeah, definitely. I, I've seen the, the problems of copying, pasting all the data out of emails and other locations. You know, it's an arduous task, right? When everything's already digital. If we could maybe back up one step on CRMs, could you explain why a small business would use a CRM instead of maybe like paper systems or spreadsheets or whatever it is they're using now? I think what I see in a lot of companies that start looking uh, for a CRM is indeed come from a system where mostly they have a spreadsheet, which is then either an Excel spreadsheet or a Google sheet because they want to share it with the team. Although nowadays you can also share Excel sheets with the team through OneDrive, a bit more complex. but And at some point they, it, it reaches a level where they want to collaborate in a more effective way. And they want a bit more view on what actually happens. That's mostly where the switch happens. But actually, it is often already at a breaking point. So what the businesses are noticing is that they're not doing their, their sales follow-up properly. Uh, a lot of leads start falling through the cracks. They don't know how our sales processes really evolve because uh, a sheet also doesn't have a lot of memory. It, it just knows the current status, but it cannot really go back. Uh, and they're very much uh, missing the link with communication. So in a sheet, you have basically mostly the, the name of the deal. So what you're selling, uh, the company you're selling it to, maybe their website or something, the name of the person you're in contact with, what their email address and phone number is. And then you have the last contact you had, what it was about, you know, like like very summarized details, which sort of gives you an overview but it has a is a, a serious lack of depth and no uh, link whatsoever with, for instance, your email system or your calendar. So it's it's very disconnected systems, which makes that you're unable to really dig deeper, see how the sales processes are going, what's going well and what's not going well, what's been last discussed, what the different steps were so far, which then makes that very often sales follow-up starts going wrong precisely because this view on, on, the, on the communication timeline is unavailable. One thing that you had mentioned is that, you know, you have, have the easiest software to kind of get up and running. And is that because you have some kind of system in place to get people going on the software? Is it like some kind of gamification system or something where you're getting people moving on it? Did you try our software? Because indeed we have a sort of uh, a gamified setup guide. So there's a few things probably. When you go to our site, the way you can create an account is just uh, one click. Actually, we're, we're trying two scenarios now. One where you get a walkthrough first and then connect your emails. And another one where you connect your emails and then have the walkthrough. So depending on, uh, you might get one of two versions if you try now. But the creating an account just requires connecting either your G Suite Gmail or your Office 365 emails or whatever. And from there, you don't need to fill out anything else. Salesflare will start uh, going through your emails, detecting the contacts you're in touch with, their names and email addresses. If it finds data and email signatures, it will pull it in. If it finds data in a database we talked to called Full Contact, based on the email address, it might find some extra information like social profiles and pictures and past positions and all that. It will pull it in. So 
just by connecting your emails, the system starts working for you. And this is already while you, at least if the, if the connecting the emails is first, while you go through the, the walkthrough, the walkthrough shows you the very basic way of using Salesflare. And after that, we have a guide built in that guides you to the steps for you to completely set up Salesflare from beginning to end. It's just you, you have the guide open, you click on the first step, brings you to the right place in Salesflare. There is an accompanying arc, article and video, if you like. You just do it. You get extra days on the trial when you complete it. We gamified the, the experience uh, so that people set up Salesflare better because we found that customers who set up better are happier customers in the short term and the long term. And it basically guides you through it. And we're also always there to help. We are a, a slightly smaller software company, which makes that we can uh, still give much more friendly support. We didn't have to scale our organization yet. So everybody is really, really close to the source, knows exactly how things work. The, the product team is very close with the people who talk to customers and all that. But I think all these, all these things, they're coming to play. So what do you think if a company goes from, you know, maybe spreadsheets or whatever they're using before to a CRM system? What is the biggest advantage to having, you know, access to all that data? I think, first of all, the view on the communication timeline, like I said earlier, really sales is about communicating. So it's it's not just about that status or that information and like their email address or their name or something like that. It's really about communicating at the right rhythm about the right things with people and guiding them through a sales process. And that's something you can just not organize very well from a sheet, which makes that then you might lose momentum. You might even disappoint potential customers with, with your timing and helpfulness and memory. And that is just not nice on a human level. And it's not nice on a business revenue level because you will miss out on a lot of opportunities. I remember one customer, for instance, telling us that it's some customer interviews end of last year and there are just three people on the software, but before using versus after using, they did a comparison and they found that they have gained 1 million in revenue per year just by using Salesflare, which costs them 100 a month and they're three users. So, so it's a, a huge gain and we try to minimize the amount of work you need to make to get that gain. Nice. Yeah, I think, you know, on the, the busy world that we're in nowadays, the most you can get done with the least amount of effort is definitely the best way to go. So let me ask you one last question while I still have you here. What do you think is the best feature that Salesflare has for companies? Oh, it's, it's very hard to give a, a generic answer there because for, for often in, in conversation with customers, there's one feature that really stands out for them. What we focus on most is, is really automating that data input, making the experience of keeping the CRM up to date the easiest possible. Then, of course, there's a lot of fancy features that people like look at and like, oh, God, that's so cool. Like we have, you can send email sequences from the software so you can send sort of personal emails at scale till people reply. So for instance, if you're reaching out to 200 companies, you can do this very easily by importing a list and then just typing an email that then sends out from your mailbox. If they don't reply, for instance, in four days, it sends another email and so on. 
We have website tracking, which a lot of people really like as well, because it's not just the email tracking, but then when people click on a link in an email, it's also linked to a tracking script and it can see it's the same person. So then you can see that a customer is checking out certain pages for, for a certain amount of time on your site, which then gives you information like, are they actually interested? And maybe if you have different products, like what are they specifically interested in? So very, very handy information. That's great. If somebody wants to try out Salesflare, what is the best way for them to do that? Uh, just head to the website. So salesflare.com. Flare is with F-L-A-R-E. Um, and there's a button at the top right that says something like try it for free, I think. And then connect your emails and, and, and just follow the walkthrough and go through the setup guide. And if you need us, in the same place as the setup guy behind the question mark, it says talk to us uh, and you can talk to us. If you want to get in touch with me, LinkedIn is the best place. Actually, in many cases, I will automatically connect with you at the moment you create a Salesforce account. But if you, regardless of that, uh, want to connect with me, uh, there's only one person with my name and my name is hard to spell, but you will find it probably uh, next to this episode. And, and do include a message. Otherwise, I have no possibility of distinguishing you from all the the spam I get every day. So. Right. Yeah. LinkedIn spam is pretty rampant right now. So we'll put a link to your LinkedIn and to Salesflare. And also we have a link to compare Salesforce, Soho, HubSpot, Pipedrive, et cetera, to Salesflare. Also, we'll put those in the show notes and you can also get the show notes on your podcast player or you can get them at hookseo.com slash podcast. Your own thanks for being on the show today. Yeah, thank you. I think CRMs are definitely the way of the future for small business. If you're still using a spreadsheet out there, people, it's time to start using a CRM. It's time. Definitely. Thank you. This was fun. This has been Digital Marketing Masters with Matt and Carrie Rouse. For notes and a transcript of this episode, go to hookseo.com forward slash podcast. Join us next week as we dive into more tips and ideas to grow your business. Digital Marketing Masters is brought to you by Hook SEO Digital Marketing. Our show is produced by Matthew Rouse and Scott Burson. Mixed and edited by Silent Outburst Productions. I'm your announcer, Daniel D. Craig. We would love to hear your thoughts. Please leave us an honest review with your podcast provider. Your reviews help us help more business leaders just like you.